This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. The Gospel of John, chapter 8. Beginning in verse 1 we read, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now knowing that there were no chapter breaks in the original text, I think it's easy to attribute verse uh, 1 of chapter 8 to the last verse of chapter 7. So it would read like this. Everyone went to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. In this act, we can get a clearer picture of our Lord's heart. For he elsewhere stated, quote, The foxes have holes and the birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head, end quote. In his humanity, it was costly to be Jesus, as it is today costly to follow him. Our modern revised version of Christianity rejects any of the dying to ourselves, the rejection of worldly comforts and pleasures for the sake of the kingdom. But the revisionist version isn't the Christ version. Jesus would often spend his nights there in the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives. And it is clear that the physical location of Jesus was no doubt anything but a secret. For later, when it came time for Judas to do his work, he knew right where to find the Lord. The lifestyle Jesus chose was a decision he made himself personally. He, quote, didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself taking the form of a servant being made in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death. Yes, the death of the cross. Certainly we must see that while the Holy Spirit indwelling is critical here, there is also a very personal and individual decision that we all must make. And that is, in effect, a personal opening of the door if you will, to the Holy Spirit to do in us that which we could not do alone. Verse 2 of our chapter says, Now very early in the morning he came into the temple, and all the people came to him. He sat down, and he taught them. Now the Mount of Olives is just a short distance from the temple. And here we read how Jesus arose early in the morning, and he walked down the side of Olivet, crossed the Kidron Valley, and once again went back into the city, back into the temple. And as the people came again unto him, he sat down to teach them. Verse 3, we begin, The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman taken in adultery. Having set her in the middle, they told him, Teacher, we found this woman in adultery in the very act. Now in our law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. What then do you say about her? They said this testing him that they might have something to accuse him of. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the ground with his finger. The religious powers that be would constantly try to lead Jesus into a trap. They sought for something that they could use to discredit him through some political or hyper-religious avenue. Like in this case with Jesus, one today does not have to walk long in his footsteps to experience these subtle subversions. 
the test du jour was a woman who had been caught in adultery. Now there were rules in that day for this kind of thing, religious standards that had been set down by Moses. So the question is, which way would you vote, Jesus, on this matter? Would he move in God's grace and forgive her, thus standing against the law of Moses? And if he did, maybe they would stone him right along with this adulterous woman. But if he condemned her, then they would accuse him of not practicing what he preached, effectively discrediting him for being without mercy. Now certainly the law was strict and the law was clear. For this act, she must die. There was, however, a very specific criteria for passing this death sentence, no doubt because the punishment was quite severe and certainly immutable. Of course, the question that begs to be asked, if this woman had been caught in the act of adultery, where then is the man? Yes, this situation certainly smelled bad. It was a trap, plain and simple, and these guys were willing to sacrifice the life of this woman to see it through. Now let us make no mistake here. Certainly this was indeed a legitimate issue. Adultery was, and still is, a serious sin. Such sin is cancerous to the individual, to the family, and even society at large. John MacArthur speaks of this event as follows. God saw that as a serious sin that destroyed the basic unity of society, the family. And in fact, the Jews knew it to be serious. The Mishnah, which is a set of codified laws that the Jews put together, said that the penalty, they had somehow changed the penalty around. It used to be the idea of stoning, but the Mishnah said it was to be done by strangulation. In fact, the Mishnah says exactly how to do it. Now, here's the quote. The man is to be enclosed in dung up to his knees, and a soft towel set within a rough towel is to be placed around his neck. And the reason the soft towel is on the inside was he didn't want to leave any marks because it was supposed to be divine punishment and they didn't want any human marks on him. So they wrapped a strong cloth in a soft cloth, put it around his neck. Then it says one man pulls in one direction and another in the other direction until he's dead, end quote. These religious leaders who had brought this woman before Jesus, they did indeed have a legitimate case on this woman. But justice was not their motivation, but rather jealousy, bitterness, self-righteousness, and of course a lust for power, none of which is legitimate criteria for this throwdown out on the street. This would be one of those strategic games of chess which these boys would lose. Verse 7, But when they continued asking him, he looked up and he said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw the first stone at her. There have been many teachers and pseudo-teachers throughout time who have served up their conjecture as to just what Jesus was writing there in the dirt that day. But you know, the truth is, no one knows. No doubt we weren't supposed to, or our Lord would have seen to it that the record of such would have found its way into the fabric of scriptural history. It seems that what he wrote was not the issue anyway, rather a biding of time in which to make the moment his. As he waited there, running upon the ground in perceived disregard, 
Scripture tells us that they grew more emphatic, continuing to ask him for a ruling. After all, those on the street that day didn't really want to stone that woman. No, they wanted to stone him. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.